Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. Today, I want to talk about bedtime routines. There are a few main things that we focus on with families when they come to us for one-on-one support with sleep coaching. They really are the things that set up a great foundation for amazing sleep for your infant or your toddler or even your preschooler. One of those things is scheduling. Do we have your child's schedule on the right path? Do we have the right wake windows for your baby if we're talking about an infant? Do we have the right nap schedule for your toddler if we're talking about a two-year-old who's having one nap in the day? Is the nap happening at the right time for their body clock? Is the bedtime happening at the right time? So scheduling is one of the things we talk about. Obviously, sleep coaching is another thing that we talk about if a family comes to us because their child doesn't seem to have developed any independent sleep skills, always needs to be rocked to sleep, always needs to be fed to sleep, needs a pacifier replaced in order to go to sleep. And the family is just saying, this has become too much for us and we need a change and we need to work on some sleep coaching methodologies to help our child become a more independent sleeper. So that is the next big thing that we focus on with families is the strategy around that. But the third piece of it is what I want to talk about on today's episode of the podcast, and it is routines specifically the bedtime routine and what a great bedtime routine can look like and why each element of it is so important to your baby's overall healthy rest. Because we can have a great schedule in place and we can have a great methodology around sleep coaching in place, but if we don't have any cues for your child that sleep time is arriving via a great bedtime routine, it's going to be much harder for a child to go to sleep. This is actually why I named this podcast Sleep Cues. It's because sleep cues, the cues that we give our children that sleep time is arriving shortly, are so incredibly important to a child's sleep. So today, let's talk about a great bedtime routine, what it looks like, and why it's so important. Here's the thing about babies. They like to know what's coming up next. They like predictability. They do not like surprises in their scheduling. So any chance we can get to help our little ones out, to help them understand and prep themselves for what's coming up next is a great chance to make that experience go more smoothly for them. And a bedtime routine is no exception. A consistent bedtime routine with the same steps carried out every night before bed is going to help a child understand that the big long sleep in the crib is coming up soon. As a sleep consultant, I often get asked at what age to start implementing a routine at bedtime. And my answer is that this can be started as soon as baby arrives. It doesn't mean we're sleep coaching as soon as baby arrives by any means. It doesn't even necessarily mean that we're focusing on much of a daytime schedule when baby first arrives. But the little routines that we do when we're putting baby down for a nap or when we're putting baby down for bedtime can be started day one. I suggest that we plan for around 30 to 40 minutes for the bedtime routine for your infant or your toddler. So it's not rushed, but it also doesn't drag on so long that baby becomes either overtired or overstimulated. We also have to keep in mind that with a newborn, if we're 
when we are including a feed as part of the bedtime routine, that routine will take a little bit longer because newborns often take a long time to feed. But once we get out of the newborn stage and we're talking about a four, five plus month old and we're talking about a great bedtime routine, I would suggest 30 to 40, maybe 45 minutes is enough to fit in all of the stuff you need to do as part of that routine to help baby understand that sleep time is arriving and still not overstimulate them or get them overtired. So what do we want to include as part of this bedtime routine? A feed. We want that tummy to be filled up for a great night of sleep. The feed could be done after the bath if you prefer. Some parents like to do it before the bath, especially if your child's ever had any instance of reflux or tummy issues after a feed because we can keep them a little more upright for a little longer if we do the feed at the start of the bedtime routine. But what's really important is keeping baby fully awake on the breast or the bottle to ensure that we're getting a good feed for that long night of sleep that's coming up. If baby is always falling asleep on the breast or the bottle, then they're not necessarily getting their full feed. And that's something we really want to focus on before we go down for the night. So we start the routine with the feed. Little exception here, if your child is getting to an age where you're planning on removing the bedtime feed, then we just don't include this as part of the routine anymore. So sometimes it's after the age of one, sometimes it's one and a half, sometimes it's closer to two. Depends on the family when they decide, I don't think we need a bedtime feed anymore. You know, my toddler is now having three meals a day plus snacks and milk throughout the day. I think we can get rid of the bedtime feed. So when that happens, that's okay. You can get rid of it as part of the routine and just do the rest of the steps that we're about to talk about. So the next step that I would always include in a bedtime routine is a bath. So I very often get asked, aren't you concerned that giving a baby a bath every night is going to dry out their skin? That could happen. So we don't need to use soap and bubble bath every single night. We want to, of course, avoid drying out your baby's skin. So just a a quick little splash around in some water is a great cue for your baby. It's really, really different than anything else that happens in your baby's day. That's why it's so great to do it every night because it's so different than anything else that happens in the day. And because it happens every night as one of the first steps towards your baby's big long sleep in the crib, when your baby goes into the water every night, they understand, oh, okay, I know this thing. This thing means that my big long sleep in the crib is coming up very shortly. Okay, I can start to get prepared for that now. I recognize that this is a cue for me. It's a great cue that we're transitioning to nighttime And it can really help baby then understand what's about to come up next. Again, that predictability is so important for your baby. After we get out of the bath, I like pajamas and then a sleep bag. So you pick your baby sleepwear. If you're using a swaddle in the early months, some parents choose to do that. Some parents choose to go straight to a sleep bag from the newborn stage. Certainly by the time your baby is showing any signs of rolling, we would be wanting to move to a sleep bag and no longer using a swaddle. But I like PJs and a sleep bag after the bath. Sleep bags are among my must-haves for great nighttime sleep for as long as your child sleeps in a crib. Again, it's a really good cue that sleep time is arriving and it also keeps baby nice and safe and nice and cozy. Sleep bags are safer than blankets because they can't go up over your baby's head like a blanket could and cause that potential suffocation hazard. So we love a sleep bag for that reason, but it's also once again, a great cue goes on for every nap and every nighttime sleep. So when it goes on, baby understands yet again, oh, okay, I know what this thing means. This thing means my sleep time is coming soon. So a sleep bag for sure. 
After the sleep bag is on, I love to read baby a couple of little stories at bedtime. There are a couple of good reasons for this. Once again, you guessed it, it's a good sleep cue. When your baby has had their bath, they're in their PJs and their sleep sack. They can see their crib over there across the room. They know, okay, this means all of this stuff cues to me that my sleep is coming up very soon. That's what these cardboard things, these board books, these these books mean. So two little stories, again, even just little board books that you have in baby's room are a great ending to a peaceful bedtime routine and create that consistent sleep cue for each bedtime. Some parents will say, my child is not interested in the books. He's already upset. He's tired. Should I do the books anyway? I would flip through at least one because it's likely to become a more peaceful, pleasant part of the bedtime routine if you do one every night and your child becomes used to it as part of their routine. When it comes to toddlers, I have a two book rule because toddlers can really start to implement some stall tactics around bedtime routine if you start to read more than two. If you get into three books, four books, if your child has a tantrum and says, I just want one more book, read me one more book, and you give in and read one more book, we start to signal to your child that it's not actually sleep time the way we said it was. It's time to scream and read more books. So I do recommend that from infancy, you stick with two little books at bedtime. Those books might get a little longer, and of course, they're going to change as your child gets older, but we do want to stick with two books so that when your child moves into toddlerhood and then becomes a preschooler, you have that set routine. They always understand. We read two books and then I get tucked into my bed and there's no point in screaming about additional books because I know after that second book is done, it always means that it's time to go into my bed for sleep. It's always been that way. I get that consistency. That's predictable for me. I'm going to go to sleep now. That's our goal with the two book rule. Other parents will also ask me, this is not an uncommon question that I get, do I have to read the same two books to my infant every night for consistency? I would suggest, no, you do not. Okay, as a mom, I will tell you that for your own mental health, it is probably better that you do not read the exact same two books every single night for months and months on end because you'll get really tired of them. So while your child is an infant and doesn't really have any opinion over which books you're reading, I would suggest that you switch it up for your own sake so you don't get incredibly bored of those books. Because when your child becomes a toddler, and if you are already the parent of a toddler or a preschooler, you know this they are going to be in control of which books you read and they're probably going to get stuck on a couple of books that they really love for several months at a time and you're not going to have any choice at that point but to read the same books over and over. So when they're younger, when they don't have a say over it and they don't really care, you pick the books because when they're older, you're going to have to repeat those books over and over anyway, not by your own choice anymore. So two books, but it can be two different books each night. And the last step of this great bedtime routine is going into the crib with some hugs and some kisses and a little key sleep phrase. I love this part. Whenever we are working with a family and we're helping them set up a great bedtime routine as part of the whole sleep coaching process, I always ask them to come up with a little key sleep phrase that they are going to say every time they put their child in the crib. In my house, we have always said, Good night, Myla. Love you. Off to sleep with you. And my daughter is now 10 years old and she repeats it back to us every night. She says, night, mommy. Night, daddy. Off to sleep with you every night. We've been saying this since she was about four months old. Every nap, every bedtime. And it just became this really great cue that meant, I love you. 
we've had a great day. It's time for sleep now. And for her to understand that that's what that meant. And I really recommend that my clients come up with their own little sleep cue and sleep phrase too, so that they can say that every nap and every night and their baby becomes used to the idea of, okay, this means it's time for lights out and a good night of sleep. And you can say it in your own language. You can put your own spin on it. But I do find that's a great way to say goodnight to your babe. And then also to use that phrase If you're taking an approach where if there is any protest at bedtime when you're trying to leave the room, or if there's a nighttime wake up and you're going in to reassure your child, you say that key phrase again to help them hear your voice, know you're there, but know once again, it's time for sleep. So I would end the bedtime routine with that little key sleep phrase, another great cue for your little one that sleep time has arrived. The most important part of the bedtime routine is consistency. With time and some great sleep cues each night, a good routine can really help your baby or your toddler become more comfy and familiar with their crib and the whole concept of going down for a good sleep. So consistency, as with everything related to baby sleep, is really the key to that great bedtime routine. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.